listen, you created a business. That means you are creative. You took a concept, an idea, and you formed it into a business that produces money and results in the real tangible world. You did that out of an idea, a thought in your head that is the ultimate in creativity. You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. I hear this all the time when I'm working with new clients. Is they'll say to me, Terry, I'm just not creative. Not creative? Not creative? You created a business. You took an idea a thought in your head, a moment of inspiration, and you turned it into a business that produces results out here in the real tangible world. What more creativity do you need than that? How much more creativity do you need than the creativity needed to create a business? That's pretty, pretty creative to me and pretty freaking amazing as well. So I don't get it. I don't understand what entrepreneurs say to me. I'm just not creative. You've been creating a business. And I know there are some of you who listen who are not entrepreneurs. And uh, for you, I would say you've been creating your entire life. So don't tell me you're not creative. It is the human condition to create. It is natural for humans to create. It is instinctive for us to create. We are wired to create. I mean, if we weren't creating, we would be, well, we'd be destroying or removing. Um, And I guess we do that too. That's the, the dark side of humanity is destruction. So it is absolutely natural. And I would say it is your birthright as a human to create. And when you say, I'm just not creative, you are giving your power away because you are creative. You are a creator. But what are some ways that we can connect that creativity? Because I don't think that, I mean, well, I know that the truth of the matter is not that you're not creative. It's that maybe you've lost touch with that creative part of you. Maybe you've lost sight of how to create intentionally with volition. And so maybe you're just kind of creating your life haphazardly, creating your business by throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks instead of creating with, with intention and from a place of inspiration. So how can we connect to that? Well, first of all, I think we're born connected to it. I mean, think about when you were a kid, how easily you created back then. Did you draw? Did you write stories? Did you put on plays with your toys? How did you create? Did you create entire worlds out of, you know, out of, your toys, your dolls, your stuffed animals, your cars. What did you do? As children, we create instinctively. It's just a part of our learning process and who we are. And I think, and I'm not speaking for everyone, I'm generalizing. I think what happens is that over time, that creativity gets suppressed. It gets squashed and filtered We're told to grow up, to mature, to act our age. We're told to, you know, get real, uh, you know, get real, be real, 
to think in terms of the adult world or be practical about things and we start losing touch with that creativity. Maybe at some point someone even told you that something you created was wrong or, you know, even stupid or bad. I know that happened to me in the second grade. I created a story that I was really proud of and I had this awful teacher. I've talked about her before. Man, that would be something if she ever listened to this podcast. Could you imagine? Ugh, that would be, I'd be fascinated. Fascinated to hear the response if she'd even remember. And you know, the truth is she probably wouldn't because it probably wasn't anything remarkable in her day, but it was in my little, my little day. So I wrote this story. For those of you who haven't heard it, I wrote this story in the second grade. I wrote it like it was a newspaper article about my dog and I wrote it in columns as if it was a newspaper. She didn't like it. She said it was stupid. That's the the big picture view of the story. And I felt like what I created wasn't good enough, that it was stupid. I felt like I was stupid and I made all these beliefs out of it. And then Mrs. Sartori left partway through the year. She was just gone. Um, I sometimes like to think that my story shook her to the core, you know, that she was so shaken by the fact that I'd write a story in columns as if it was a newspaper that she just gave up on teaching altogether. I like to think I drove her to it. Uh, Just kidding. Jokes. I'm joking. So she left and then we got a new teacher, Mrs. Graham. And Mrs. Graham really encouraged my creativity and she encouraged me to create plays because that's what I was really interested in. And I did. I wrote a play about a a mad scientist who turns a girl into a mermaid. And I produced this little play and I performed it in front of my grade two class. And even the other grade two class was invited to come watch. And that was my first theatrical production, as it were. So same year, two different teachers, two different creative expressions, two totally different outcomes. Now, I'd like to say that that experience with Miss Graham overshadowed all the doubts and limiting decisions that I took on for Miss Sartori, who told me my story was stupid, um, but they didn't. Was I still able to create? Yes, of course. And I went on to become a professional actor. I went to a professional theater training program. I became an actor. I started a theater company. I produced work. So it didn't stop my creativity. But there was always doubts in my mind about this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. That whatever I'm creating is going to be judged harshly, especially when it came to writing. I didn't trust myself as a writer. That was a hard one. And that really didn't go away until I learned NLP and I learned how to deal with my limiting decisions and limiting beliefs and to finally let that go. So it's... um, You know, so we have these events in life and maybe you've had a similar one. I know when I've shared that story before, people message me about their Mrs. Sartori experience, the teacher who told them that what they created was wrong or the art teacher who said their their drawing was bad or not good enough or not like the other kids or the music teacher who said that they were tone deaf or whoever it was, the person who squashed your creative spirit and made you start hiding your creativeness. 
creativeness. Is that a word? Your creativity is probably the correct word. So that happens and we go through life and we become adults and we take on adult responsibilities and roles and we start believing that, oh, I'm just not creative. I can't do those things. But the truth is you can do them. You are creative. You are creating your life every single day. And I I don't know if you realize that, but you create your life. You're creating it every day. The thoughts you think right now are determining your future. The ideas you're holding in your mind are creating your future. The beliefs that you have are creating your future. You are continually creating your life. You're also creating your self-image, who you see yourself as. You're creating your outcomes. You are the creator of your world. And so I don't think it matters so much if you can't paint a beautiful picture, if you're not a great artist in that way, or maybe photography is not your thing and you're, you know, maybe you're not great at taking pictures, or maybe you don't know how to write fiction or, uh, or poetry or whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't mean you're not creative. It means that maybe you just don't have those skills. It doesn't mean you can't learn those skills. So what are some ways that we can tap into that creative part of us so that you can begin creating your life and creating your business more intentionally? So if you're feeling like, yeah, 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 Terry, I get it. I get it. We're all creative. We have this creativity, but I still don't know how to create anything. And I sit down to create. My mind goes blank. What can I do? Well, my first tip for you is to give yourself parameters. Creativity needs boundaries. I think we make a mistake where we think that in order to be creative, you have to think outside the box. But that very idea presupposes the existence of the box, that there's boundaries. In order to go beyond the box, you first have to recognize that there is a box. So what if you gave yourself some boundaries to create within, some parameters, guidelines? I've done this with many clients and it will free up your creativity. So I came to this idea because when I was in theater school, I had a classmate who was a writer and she felt like her writing was kind of stuck. She wasn't getting any new ideas. So she decided to write a haiku every day. I think she did it for about a year. Now, a haiku is a very structured form of writing and it was it was attainable, right? It was doable. A haiku is short. It's only three lines and it has a very specific structure. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. The third line is five syllables. And that's all you get in a haiku. Five, seven, five, three lines. And that's it. And a haiku should evoke a sense or imagery of nature. So we know the subject is going to be about nature and we know what the the stanzas are going to look like. So right away, we have rules and guidelines to create within. This freed up her creativity. In working with clients who kept telling me, I'm not creative, I'm not creative, I thought back to that and I thought, well, what if we gave the creativity some guidelines, some boundaries on it? What if instead of sitting down to say, I'm going to write a novel or I'm going to write a a great self-help book, what if instead we say, I'm going to write for 10 minutes a day. 
I'm going to put pen to paper for 10 minutes and the pen doesn't leave the paper until the timer goes and then I'm done. And you stop at 10 minutes. Even if you have the urge to keep going, you stop. You tell yourself, I have 10 minutes. That's it. What if you did that for a month? I think you'd find a lot to write about in those 10 minutes. Even if all you're writing about at first is, I don't know what to write about, my mind is blank, I don't know what to put on the page, 10 minutes is a long time, because I've been there, I've written those words before. So if you give yourself some guidelines, you give yourself rules to follow, it's going to help free up your creativity. Creativity needs boundaries. Otherwise, we're creating in this vast, empty universe, and like, where do you even begin? Talk about overwhelm, right? You know, this is why in music, when you're studying music, you learn, you learn scales at first and you learn chords and progressions and you learn music theory. These are the rules of music. You can't just sit down and compose a melody or sing a beautiful song without understanding how that is constructed. Oh, I remember when I was, I used to play the trumpet. When I was learning how to play the trumpet, all the hours of music theory, the scales, practicing the fingering for the trumpet, practicing buzzing my lips and breath control. I've spent hours just focusing on breathing to learn how to play the instrument. Those are the rules of playing the trumpet. That's the structure. Those are the boundaries, the limits. The instrument itself has boundaries and limits any instrument you pick up. And, you know, if you're translating this to a visual art form, if you want to paint a picture, there are, there are rules to brush strokes and styles of paintings and the medium you're using. If you're using watercolors, there's different boundaries on that than if you're using oil or acrylic paint. So don't kid yourself in thinking that creativity has to be this big, vast, empty space. Even when people talk about having a blank canvas to fill, the canvas itself has edges and lines, right? So you're, you need to give yourself parameters to create within. When you do that, you'll start coming up with all kinds of ideas. Your mind is wired to work this way. So if you sit down and think, I'm going to create something today without any sort of structure or boundaries, you'll be sitting there for a long time trying to figure out what to create and then we tell ourselves, oh, I'm just not creative. I don't know what to do. I'm not good at this stuff. And that's, that's a lie. You just need to give yourself the boundaries. So start there. Start putting some limits on what you're going to do. Discover the rules. You know, this is one of the reasons why I love platforms for business like Kajabi, because they give you templates. You want to launch a course, they give you a course template. There's multiple different types of course templates. And the template tells you what to create. And once you do that, can you go beyond it? Can you add other things to it? Absolutely. But you start within the template and that gives you the guidance and the structure to start. And that's really how we create anything. I mean, imagine building a house. That's a creative endeavor. If you're going to build a structure, that's very creative. Again, you're going from an idea to something that exists in reality. Well, there's... There's rules to building a house. There's structure involved. There's, you know, the, the load bearing of the house and you need to make sure it's structurally sound. There's rules in it. 
So before you can design the house and make it all beautiful and, and fill it with furniture and things that you love, you need to understand the rules of the structure of the house before you can build it, before you can even begin. So start with that. Start giving yourself some boundaries to play within. Give yourself the box. Now, my second tip for you of how you can become more creative is to consume things you don't normally consume. I know for me, for a long time, everything I was reading was about self-development, mindset, or health. And I started getting really bored with my reading because I, I wasn't getting stimulated by it anymore. And recently I started to read fiction again, just in the last couple of months. And that has challenged me creatively. It has fueled me creatively because now I, I'm feeding my brain new information and ideas and concepts that are stimulating new neural connections that are coming up with new ideas. And it's not that the book that I'm reading is necessarily giving me ideas to create from. It's just filling up my cup in a different way that's allowing me to express myself creatively. You can get the same sort of stimulation in other ways. You could go for a walk in nature. Maybe take a walk somewhere where you don't normally walk. Take in the sights, sounds, smells of that experience. What does it feel like there? Give yourself an amazing sensory experience. Go visit an art gallery and just enjoy the visual stimulation of looking at art. Watch movies you wouldn't normally watch. If you're someone who loves to watch romantic comedies, maybe you watch a documentary or sci-fi, something that's outside of the realm of what you normally consume mentally. And this is going to stimulate all kinds of new ideas and perspectives. And again, it's not necessarily the direct link. It's not that if you watch a sci-fi movie that you're going to be creating a sci-fi novel out of that, but it's the just the ideas and the different connections you will make as a result of some new stimulation. Have conversations with people you don't normally talk to. Try food you don't normally eat. Go to restaurants or shops you don't normally go to and explore your world. All of that is going to fill you up creatively and give you new insights, understandings, and stimulation that you will then create from. And my third tip is to give yourself permission to play with it. I think that one of the biggest barriers to creativity is the fear of judgment, being afraid that other people are going to judge our work. So what if you give yourself permission to create in a space where no one's going to see it? Write something that you have no intention of sharing. Create a piece of art you have no intention of showing the world. Doing this is going to free you up to express yourself fully. And now it doesn't mean that you never actually let someone read it or you never share it. But if you create it from a space of it doesn't matter because no one's going to see it, no one's going to read it, no one's going to listen to it. So it doesn't matter. That will free up your artistic expression. Now, I discovered this one when I created this podcast, because when I created this show seven and a half years ago, I didn't think anyone would ever listen to it. This for me, when I first got the idea to start this podcast, I was at an event, a three-day speaker event. And the first speaker on the first day talked about podcasting and something inside me just lit up. 
It was that spark of inspiration of, I want to do that. I think what it brought to mind for me was playing radio when I was a kid. And I'm sure many of you did this too, where I'd put a blank tape in the cassette player and I would record myself and I would do the weather report, the traffic report. I would introduce songs, I would tell stories and I would play with different voices and I'd record myself and I filled up all these tapes with my radio show. And I used to have so much fun doing this. I remember going to a friend's house and the two of us would create radio shows for hours and we took it very seriously. Not that anyone was ever going to hear our show. It was play. And that's when I, when I thought of podcasting, I was like, that's like when I was a kid and I would create these shows and just talk into a microphone and pretend that everyone's listening to me, even though no one was. I didn't think anyone would ever listen to this show. And that gave me the freedom to express myself the way I needed to. And then, of course, people were listening and still are listening. But if I thought that you would all be listening to me, I wouldn't have started because I'd be consumed with the perfectionism. Will it be good enough? The doubts, the fears that I would be judged for it, all the things that stop us from creating. So give yourself permission to create just for you. Create a piece of art just because you want it to exist. Create a song just because you want to sing it. Create a, you know, write a poem, write a book, write a story, create a piece of, I don't know, a craft, something, anything, just create for the sake of bringing something into the world, even if no one else is going to see it. Because that freedom to create without any judgment is going to allow you to create wholeheartedly and express yourself in a whole new and authentic way. So try these out. So one, give your creativity some boundaries. Give yourself the box to play in. Uh, Two, fill up your cup with different sorts of stimulation. Read things you don't normally read. Watch movies you don't normally watch. Put yourself in environments you're not normally in. Fill up your, your cup. Stimulate your senses. And then thirdly, Create as if no one is ever going to consume it. Create with the intention of just creating. And and even if you don't show anyone the thing, that's fine. Create just for the sake of bringing something into the world. And that will stimulate more creativity. Creativity begets creativity. The more you create, the more you'll create. So I hope you found this useful. I hope this helped you today to maybe look at your creativity as an entrepreneur or just in general, in a different light. And remember this, you are creative. You have been creating your entire life up to this moment. And this moment is going to create your future from this perspective on. You are creative. Maybe you just need to learn how to hone that creativity to create with intention and volition. If you found this helpful, please share it with your friends. That is the greatest compliment you can give me. And I would love to hear about what you're creating. And it doesn't have to be big or small. It could be whatever you want to create. I would love, please, please share it with me. You can find me. I'm most often on Instagram. That's the easiest place to connect with me. Find me on Instagram. I'll put the link in the show notes and tell me what is it that you're going to create or what is it that you are creating right now? Uh, Because I would love to hear about it. 
So thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye for now.